Hi, and welcome back to the new episode. And today I have a very special guest. My very best friend, Dasha. She is an incredible person, first of all. We have met two years, almost two years ago when we both joined the program in Georgia. And we love to talk and we love to discuss different issues that concern us and uh, well we try to come up with new conclusions to different issues and so we decided to record one of the one of our dialects and share it as we've decided that it may be interesting first of all for us to listen in the future and to just get to know what we were thinking about when we were younger. <laughs> so Dasha, uh, she has a very interesting story which we touch upon during the episode, but to sum things up, Dasha is from Ukraine. She, she used to live there for almost her whole life, but at the age of 14 she moved to US for two years and then she returned back. Dasha loves music and she's a really talented musician, which we will also discuss in this episode. So thank you very much for joining us and uh, enjoy our episode with my very special guest. Yes, I'm I'm that that uh, special friend. I'm very happy to join Yeva on this uh, um, on the series and yes, we have a really interesting topic to talk about today. Yeah, something that we have been talking a lot lately and not lately. It is actually the topic that we both first discussed with each other and just something that concerns our minds a lot. And this topic is envy. And this is something that I personally started noticing in myself when I only moved to Georgia from Belarus two years ago. Just I experienced envy on many levels and with many people that are close to me, with my friends and with people with just famous people online or whatever, just in general. So, and Dash also has the same kind of problems. Maybe a little bit from a different side and from a different perspective, but still. And I'm really glad that we have started discussing this problem. And today we decided to continue our discussions that we started earlier in the day and just maybe come up with new conclusions. Yeah, we were just uh, trying to make the smooth transition between our previous conversation that we had on the topic, which emerged quite unexpectedly, as do many of our conversations. So yes, we were talking about the different sources of envy and uh, we're talking about the different ages when it is expressed. We were talking about um, also 
different so sources of it, different different objects uh, that people would envy, and the fact that this topic is not very widely discussed, probably only between those who are close to each other, or sometimes even it's hard to admit it to yourself that you're feeling jealous um, towards someone about a certain aspect of their life, certain achievement of theirs, and um, other different things. So I think it's... Uh, Sometimes it can be hard for a person to point out for themselves what what they envy and um, why they do. And the reason behind it lies in personal insecurities in, and many other things that are sometimes hard to acknowledge. So that's why this topic is uh, very interesting. It's not the first time we bring it up. So yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, we have started this discussion earlier in the day and uh, I have uh, realized that all of the people that I'm still in touch with are either living abroad, as I do, or they are at home, they work, and they also try to move to a foreign country and uh, all of us have the same kind of issue with envy and it started to develop when uh, we moved to new countries it doesn't really matter because all of my friends moved to different countries and it really doesn't it doesn't depend on the culture definitely and uh, i think that it just what is wrong with this day? I mean, it's a perfect day to record something and my brain isn't functioning and there's some great noise outside. Actually, it's it's horrible. This noise is it's horrible. Yeah, you can yeah. I I try to listen to something that we have recorded and it's good except for this noise. It's horrible. Fuck them. Okay. Why the table is just in front of our door. <laughs> okay, so I'm jealous of those who have privacy. No? Yes, I'm so jealous of people who actually have privacy, who have their own rooms isolated of yeah. other people from other people. Okay, just the point that the people doesn't matter where they live when they start their own lives away from the parents. I think that there is a correlation between people starting to feel jealousy and envy towards other people when they move somewhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to make up my mind about this. Okay, something I really wanted to point out was that some forms of jealousy can signal the beginning of... Um, some ambitions that a person might have towards their career, towards their personal life, or really any kind of organizational aspects of their existence. If they see that something is done better than they do it themselves, then it's quite natural that they are striving to to reach that desired desired level of uh, whatever they are doing. So I think that's sometimes that can be quite natural. I don't know if for myself I would correlate the jealousy and envy um, with the, the fact that I moved away from my family home. Um, I don't, maybe if I think about it more and look 
really deep into it maybe there would be some correlation but it's for me it's uh, pretty hard to to make that connection because for me the times when i would be most jealous were when i was little well it would be uh, when i was in my early teenage years when i would uh, start doing something uh with with i don't know with my music when i would start yeah actually i think at this point we should talk a little bit about Dasha because now i understand that it will be a little bit confusing as she tries yeah. to make some examples and uh, refer to her life and we didn't actually talk about her so Dasha <laughs> please can you introduce yourself and uh, just share what you do yes i for a long time <laughs> For a pretty long time since I started to think about what I want to become, that thing in my mind was a musician and I I started writing music, I started playing music um, when I was about, I think, 12 years old. And um, since my family is pretty musical, my, my father plays an instrument, he plays guitar and... Uh, um, I've always been around music, so in any case, I started uh, endeavoring to uh, make something myself. Uh, so, yes, that's uh, for a long time has been one of the, probably the main vector of my of my life, of my activities, um, and one of my main goals to do something with it. Which I mean, I did something. Um, we did a few recordings, but it's it's a very it's a very slippery slope when it comes to creativity it's uh, not stable and you can really take full control of it so it's uh, you know a part of uh, life of someone who is doing some creative creative activities so yeah it's quite natural anyway what i was talking about was um, getting back to the main main topic of our discussion about envy it was that for me, it started when I started developing a genuine interest in music for the first time. And it was really probably one of the first interests, serious interests I developed in in my life. And um, then the objects of my envy and jealousy were um, obviously the people who I looked up to. So yes, for me, uh, those were the famous people. Um, and I've been comparing myself to the most senseless, I would say, like judging by the most senseless aspects of their lives, I would, uh, I would compare my appearance to them. I would compare not only my mm, musical skills and my lyrical skills, I would also compare their, um, I don't know, their personal background, their the era that we lived in, I would compare them and I would think that the one they lived in was better than mine. And that thoughts, that th this whole chain of thought processes had really, as I see now, very, uh, very sad consequences for me, for my uh, mental health, I would say. I mean, I wouldn't say it was super serious, but uh, I would certainly be more happier if I didn't think that the time I was living in and the resources I had and the opportunities I had were were worse than those of the people I admired. And that was by default. So, yeah, but what was your experience with the uh, envy? 
Um, yeah, I definitely want to share it, but first, I think to make your background also a little bit more clear. Um, you said that um, about the resources and about the time that you were born and other people were born in. So, I mean, in your particular case, the problem with time was a pretty big deal. Very, yes. Very yes, and I think, um, I don't know how many people also have the same kind of issue. I think a lot of them, actually. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it would be really good to share this part as well. I mean, to make this point a little bit clearer, what do you mean by time and resources and all of this? Yeah, it um it's just uh, I'll begin from I'll begin the storytelling from uh a little bit backwards from the most recent times when I read myself from from that load of misery connected to the fact that I didn't like where what, when when I was living where I was living it happened just at the time when I moved so I think for me this path of jealousy and envy might have ended in a way when I moved. So it's very different for different people, I would say. And um, there was the time when I finally felt like I belong, but to understand where it all was coming from, I can't uh, point out the moment where it all began, but it certainly um, began in the time when I started uh developing this fascination with the culture of the tw- with the mid 20th uh, century namely 60s 70s and it started from music because i had certain influence from my family they my parents were raised on the songs of the beatles and so they they loved them i've heard them f- since my early childhood so it was quite homely to me and then uh, when I started getting closer to it by trying to play their music, by listening to other artists, I just felt like I found something that I finally like uh, a lot. And then what happened was I got really into the literature as I grew older, as I was... So it started when I was about 12, then when I was 14, <clears throat> I started reading to a lot of uh, literature from... Um, the 50s in the United States, the beatniks literature, and that also contributed. So for me, I was putting this world in front of my eyes layer by layer, and I was drawing it in my imagination, and um, it was quite easy to pick out things that I liked about it and just construct this ideal, ideal world for me. And I used to like to say to my family that, oh, I wish I was born 60 years ago. That was... It would be perfect for me. I would be the same age as my idols, as my favorite influential people, and that would be just great. I would not be so miserable. So it's as I think about it now, it was all just a cover-up for, I don't know, of, there was for sure something I didn't like about where where I was living and the time when I was living. If I try to put it together now... Um, during the time when I was 12, 13, there were some drastic political changes in uh, in Ukraine, my home country, and uh, maybe that had an effect on me not wanting to be there. And the environment really didn't uh, have a brilliant effect on me either. 
as well as on many other youngsters. And I think then I started to detach myself from the reality and constantly feeling jealous of those who were born in the 40s and who were in their 20s, in their golden ages uh, during the 60s and could participate in all those protests. And it sounds silly since, I mean, it sounds like I didn't like the local protests that I could take a part on successfully. But uh, for me, those protests looked much more colorful, you know, flower power and all that stuff. So I liked it much more than what I had in my life. And that's when um, I think it all started and where it all took from. And uh, yes, that's... Uh, that's my type of jealousy that I went through. Um, and uh, I'm so glad it ended. I'm so glad that I, with the help of some, I don't know, f my friends or my family or both of them, um, I was able to finally find find out that wow my time has some cool shit in it as well so i'm sorry is that pg-13 <laughs> some cool nice things in it as well <laughs> so uh yeah that, that's uh, i mean you can talk about jealousy in many different ways you can talk about like for me for example it was very general uh because i would be jealous of the whole generation that was born uh, regardless of uh, geographical location, really, I was even reading stuff and reading books and watching films of the Soviet era and Soviet times and Soviet, I mean, places in the Soviet Union. I would think, wow, those people who were walking those streets in the 70s, they must have had it like a good way. They must have had a, an interesting life. But... I mean, there was even, I don't think it's uh, even necessary to say that it's very pointless and it's very, very maximalist. It's very, I'm glad I'm, I'm done with that, at least for now. Who knows, maybe I'd like to live in the Victorian era tomorrow, I don't know. Let's I mean, see. I, I think you, you chose a pretty good time. I mean, if you wanted to live like in 10 BC, I think it would be... It would have been more difficult that to would be catch. Exciting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little bit difficult to catch up to. Uh, yeah, new for sure. Era. <laughs> yeah, I chose. I chose a. I basically chose like a f just about two, three generations before me. So it's yeah, quite it's convenient. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it's different enough and it's similar enough to our time. So it's very, it's very convenient. Yeah, you were pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah, I mean, it's so interesting because um, first you started to talk about ambition and the connection with connection of ambition and envy. And I mean, for myself, I think I was more or less always an ambition, ambitious person because I come from a very sports-related background, so, I mean, I think that even though I can't say that I'm a super competitive person, but over 10 years of playing tennis, I think I developed some kind of a competitive spirit anyway, but um, the point is that when I was in Belarus and when I used to play tennis and just 
do some kind of sports and just dream about I, I don't think that I ever dreamt of becoming a like a sportswoman. <laughs> sportswoman. <laughs> uh, but still, I th- I definitely had some ambitions. But I never, I had people that I looked forward to, like some great tennis players that are amazing. But I never really compared myself with them, for different reasons. But I mean. Um, I yeah I never compared myself with them because I understood I I think to a certain extent I understood the way they became who they are because little sports it's a lot about hard work it's definitely a lot about luck but I mean hard work in the first one but I have started noticing those episodes of jealousy when I moved here and I actually met you <laughs> yes, I mean it's a weird connection, but I, I will explain it. <laughs> yes, I mean um, I think even though I had this sports background, I also always wanted to be creative in different ways, and I try, I attempted different things, but I think that I got a little bit more serious and not serious at all when I moved to Georgia and I met Dasha Hubos. So creative and so different things. So creative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's so difficult. We, we, today we just uh, got this interesting way of speaking, and we really <laughs> like it. I think we spoke like this for an hour, and now it's a little bit difficult to transition. Yeah, the t- transition is very difficult. <laughs> I mean, I think my jaws are just at first they hurt a little bit, but now I think they get used to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, getting back to the topic, uh, I think, yeah, when I went to Asha, who was really creative in many different ways, I just saw that, well, maybe I can also do a little bit more than I do right now. And particularly, I was interested in writing. And when I met her, and she, she's really good at just English. She, it's, uh, yeah, just, uh, she has a very interesting way of putting different things and making different interesting connections that I really like to, and, oh my god, <laughs> it gets a little bit too cute. Okay, so, uh, and when I'm also, um, when I'm at her, I think that I only did some strange things, like interviews and uh, I did like some nonfiction attempts. I had some kind of a uh, website. I had some over the years. I can't even count how many variations of the same thing I had actually, with exact same naming and with exact same topic. But it's interesting. And okay, just. Uh, what I meant, Dasha, I started writing something like fiction, and uh, I mean, it. I just opened a whole new world for me, and uh, from that point, I think um, I really started to compare myself with different people, and not necessarily people in my field, maybe just in general with 
different other successful people because I think for the first time in my life I started to treat something a little bit more serious than I used to because previously I think all of the career attempts that I did they were purely um out of curiosity maybe joy or whatever just probably curiosity and at that point I just decided to be a little bit more serious about something and I started to look at the people who are really serious at what they're doing and at something and especially successful people who are doing what they love and um I just think that I started envying everyone who were successful and who were successful at things that they really love and I think it developed a really bad habit when I started to look at people in a little bit different lighting when just I I don't know I think I just started to treat people like um in a black and white way I mean I sympathized with people who were not successful yet because I felt a little bit more comfortable with talking to them and um, it was more difficult to talk with people who were kind of successful it's 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 difficult to verbalize but I think I just tried to avoid conversations with people who have different who actually have some ideas <laughs> and it was a little bit more difficult easier to speak with people who haven't figured out things yet yeah that's uh yeah that's uh so you know some things i i know some things yeah yeah there's you know every time we talk there's something new uh, and <laughs> new side that it's not like nothing is really surprising but it's uh very interesting to see how how the people who uh especially my closest friends how they view those those things and how that view changes and i think um um as i was listening to yeva i i just remembered uh how it was it was the situation in the summer right before i came to georgia So I came to visit the United States, my favorite state of Minnesota for a month and a half. Uh yes, it was two years ago. And uh yeah, approximately two years ago. And I went to the summer camp that I've been that I've been to twice before that. And that time that I before I was a there a regular camper. Um And that time, uh, during that summer, I decided to enroll as a, um, as a like a try for a tryout counselor time. So they would, I still paid for for my stay there. I still paid for the for everything, but it was like yeah, it was like internship paid by me, you know. And um, the point was that such an interesting way of yeah putting this internship paid by me. yeah exactly that's what it was but the thing is the thing important to realize to uh understand what i'm gonna say next is that this um this summer camp is a really it's a 
it is a very famous organization, world famous, that organizes it. Uh, it's a very close community, and the the camp itself is situated in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of Minnesota woods, by Lake Superior, and it's a very isolated area. And people usually come there for many years, many consecutive years, and everyone knows every everybody, and it's like a very cozy community. And you have to try really hard to become a part of it, which I wanted to do and which I, ooh, that's what I came there for. So I was doing, doing my time, <laughs> doing my time as a counselor. Um, and the thing about, I don't know if uh, that's only about America, I don't think so, but about this small community, sometimes they require you to adapt some kind of role. And that role, Mm, has to be unique for you and it has to stand out and it has to attract children since we work with children it has to mm, stand out for their parents uh, they have to be able to make a good advertisement out of you which uh, which as I realize now is a, a, a hell of a pressure for people who come there and who want to become a part of this community so they have to develop some uh, exaggerated version of their identity. They have to uh, amplify their characteristics to a very unnatural extent and become someone they're really not. Maybe for someone it's easy, but for me definitely not. And uh, I didn't I didn't acknowledge for a long time that I'm introverted. That I'm, or it's not really about introversion. It's about the fact that you or I. I mean, I don't want to change, and I can't really feel comfortable changing that way and um, since 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 I had a guitar on, on me at that time um, I came I came there with my instrument and uh, by default I had to be you know the this guitar playing uh, girl who always carries it by my side who always uh, <clears throat> plays something who is always accompanied by music anywhere she goes and that was um, the and in addition to that in addition to that i had to also present a certain image to the children make a good example of myself why i mean no one told me to do that no one told me to be this outgoing guitar person i mean no one uh, actually uh had that requirement for applying to the program for but i saw different people who do that i saw um I saw a girl named Harriet who would, I don't know, wear like uh, punkish looking clothes and who would work at an art store and who would like do crafty stuff. And she was remembered as Harriet who does crafty stuff. I would remember Mary Kate who was always wearing cowboy hat and who would play with rabbits and she would be the head of the nature center and she would be known for years as Mary Kate from the nature center. And uh there would be i don't know uh my crush jacob who would be the guitar guy who would always carry a guitar even at the times when no one would expect him to like uh to the hiking trip i don't know where it's really hard and nevertheless he would take his guitar along and play it with great devotion and uh, that's what i tried to make out of myself not realizing that I was just looking at other people and how outgoing they were and how uh, they managed to 
do the whole summer with smiles on their faces without ever seeming to be tired and sick of the children because sometimes they can be really tiring <laughs> regardless of the level of cuteness that they have but still. you can feel the tiredness of Dasha's voice <laughs> no I was really tired I mean so yeah, yeah she yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's just sometimes there's different people feel feel different levels of comfort on different uh amounts of energy that you know they they get and they spend and for me it's it has to be a moderate amount of energy and that's what i didn't acknowledge and that's when i looked at those people who always gathered mm, those huge crowds around themselves and were the amusers the entertainers and i always wanted to be someone like them but uh i was not and um the music that i played wasn't really suitable for those occasions as i re- came to realize much later and uh but during that time i just was trying to play some role to act like i'm someone else and the, and i was so surprised when i came back exhausted from that trip when i came back upset and when i when uh, in general i didn't feel like myself and i was wondering what was wrong but um it's been a long time since then when i realized why that was so so it's very different and i different people really are attracted to different characteristics and i think for a lot of people it's the this image of someone outgoing someone extroverted with a bunch of friends with a around and this is obviously only an image only an outside image no one knows what that person does when he comes back home maybe he cries in his bedroom i don't know no one knows but the only thing we see is that outer outer code of uh being so self-assured so yeah so just just friendly to everyone you know sometimes you can be angry you can be annoyed at people you can shout at them you can curse it's okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah that's that was uh, i think that's what i can think of when i when someone talks about jealousy and a very important thing is acknowledging your own your own uh personality your own traits your own background and the unique things you possess that probably others don't the things that differ from person to person so yeah I, that's what i can think of when when we talk about that it's so interesting every time when we talk i have just like you just say some phrases and i instantly know what i really want to say um the first is about that we actually live in our heads it's so funny i mean the thing that you said that no one told you that you have to be that girl mm-hmm. with a guitar you just pictured yourself being that girl with a guitar and i mean it's so interesting that in so many cases we create like fictional situations which are a little bit which actually are exaggeration of the reality and our own understanding of reality i mean it's good definitely it it just the way everyone lives but it's interesting that in the real in the reality people 
don't have the same standards at, as standards that we put on ourselves. And um, it's just really interesting. And the second thing that I really wanted to say, it's really important to in all of the situations to remain loyal to yourself <laughs> if it, if it is the way if, if it is the right way to put it but um i just think that uh, every time when i try to be someone that i'm not or pretend that i'm someone that i'm not actually and uh, in so many cases when i really when i imagine myself in all of the different scenarios and when i really want to be a person that i'm not i want to be a better version of myself at least what i think i want to be and in all of those situations when i try to force myself to be someone that i'm not i'm always exhausted and i'm always tired of people and I think at some point I started to think of myself as of um, um, like mm, so many words. Uh, I started to think that I'm introverted uh, because I was tired of talking to people. When actually I think that it's in in my particular case. Of course, there are many introverted people. Uh, but in my particular case, it was not about people that I was tired of, but I was kind of tired of pretending that I'm someone that I, I wasn't. Because from the beginning of my childhood, I was an extremely active person. I always wanted to talk to people. I when people were tired of me, I talked with plants, I talked with animals, I talked with strangers. I was very outgoing when I was a child and I always wanted to meet new people and make new connections. But over time, I think because because of many factors, I just, I think it was even kind of not popular, but it was like fashionable to be a little bit introverted or to be a little bit more like in your head. I I don't know. I think amongst my amongst the people that I used to talk to, it was quite popular. <laughs> it's a strange way to put it, but okay. Just I recently I realized that I always was more on extroverted spectrum than introverted. I think if everyone is more or less uh, in the middle, but I just recently realized that I was tired of people because I kind of pretended that I'm someone that I wasn't. And it wasn't about people, it was about me more. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's interesting how the conversation flows from one topic to another. I completely... Actually, this is a perfect example of our conversation. I think yeah. it happens to all the people. I, I don't know. But in when we talk, we always start with something. And <laughs> then we come up with completely different conclusions to a completely different topic. You know, it's very interesting because when we used to talk before, it would be a circle ending. So 
we would come to the same thing that we started from. But now we kind of we don't we don't ever finish the circle. We just it's a, a never ending spiral. So if we you know, end up, yeah, it's, it's like better. It's yes, way better. You, you know, I yeah. think it was funny, and we when we only yeah when we only started our friendship friendship <laughs> okay <laughs> when we also only met our first really really good conversation with her i uh, we were in our previous hotel now we live in like normal boarding school near school but lately we used to live in a hotel actually it's a quite interesting experience i mean how many people live in a hotel for 10 months yeah, that was that, that was something really, really yeah. uh, unusual, I guess, for a boarding student experience. We would call Definitely. it boarding, but in fact, it was, so, it was a hotel. Yeah, a functional hotel. You can we can actually book this hotel. Yeah, right we now. won't. <laughs> we will not, but we, we will, can. <laughs> we will not, but we can. <laughs> yeah, just the first conversation that we had in that hotel. We started with something. I have no idea what we were talking about. I think it was some very, very general existential things. Oh, we were talking about how you would, you never know who is, you know, in charge. And <gasps> yes, we would... yes, we had this obsession about that you never know and everything and just uh, the government is against us <laughs> okay just yeah it's just illuminati and it's, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yes yeah it was our reptiles on mars <laughs> it was our obsession our september october obsession oh yes yes existential crisis that we drove ourselves into that was fun mm. <laughs> and uh, not really but yeah so th- at that time we would start well, how could we call that it was ending of the of the circle if we would start that nothing makes sense and then would we come up with some arguments proving that indeed nothing makes sense and then we would just sit there like okay that yeah. was another four hours of senseless talk okay yes <laughs> it was in a, it was four hours of absolute nonsense but <laughs> then we were just sitting quiet and it was so interesting and free experience. And then we just went to our room, slept, and then the next morning we were just looking at each other and like, ooh, it was a toll. <laughs> yeah, and we would, you know, so we would think that no one gets it. Like, no one gets the this this tragic this tragic truth about life that nothing makes sense. And, you know, people are stupid, like, who think that something makes sense. Like, you have to love something or someone and do something for other people or for yourself. That's that's just stupid. Nothing makes sense. We'll just die and go to ashes and, you know, return to dust. <laughs> it also is so funny that last year we made fun of people who actually did something <laughs> related to reality when they cared about the food that they consumed or they cared about school or they cared about some actual things maybe they even watched movies on weekends <laughs> i don't yeah. know whatever they did some like interest really interesting things and we made fun of them because they just we thought that they, they don't get yeah, the they whole, just don't get our whole vibe. Of yeah, our like, vibe, vibe of the whole universe. They just don't understand how the world works, and only we two 
deeply understand <laughs> this. It it was kind of fun actually. It's very interesting how uh, during that time I was realizing that I wasn't feeling that well. Wow, <laughs> that's a surprise. Uh, but I was starting to get this um, feeling a very very unpleasant one that I I didn't like to live with it. So I. It was the first time that I decided to go to the to the our school counselor, and we were just recently talking because uh, since then um, I've been we became very I would say very good I can even say friends, and she is a great person, and I've been um, talking to her for. Um, pretty regularly for a, a year and a half, I think now. And but the first time I came to her with those ideas about existential crisis, and we were just talking to her a few days ago about this, and we were re recalling the first time I came to her, and we were just laughing because uh, I was telling because I remember when I came to her. And I was telling her that, well, I realized that there is no sense of doing anything because uh, we're just doing stuff to distract ourselves from our death wishes or I don't know what it was. It was very, it was, it was complete, I don't know, it was, <laughs> it was a complete bullshit. <laughs> yes, it was indeed complete bullshit. So I came to her and uh, I didn't realize that it was, it wasn't the world against me, it was me against the world really and it was, everything was about me being very negative and being very unaccept, like not accepting the reality and again the whole thing that I was talking uh, about before and it just turned into a, a slightly different form and when I came to her first and I was talking to her about all that stuff and she was trying to reach out to me and say that first don't look on the outside look inside see what's what's your problem like why do you find it bothering like why do you think that if people are having hobbies or doing things they say they love why do they say they love them they must be doing them for something for for they must enjoy them it couldn't be that everyone is just functioning like a bio robot and i i just thought it was it was complete nonsense from her and I, I thought that she didn't understand me. I thought, I thought that it, it's a waste of time that I came to her and I cried and I just left very annoyed and irritated. And when we talked to her, when we talked about this a few days ago, she told me that after that she went to her colleague and she said that, oh my God, this girl is a complete lack of emotions and all brains and I don't know what to do with her I don't know how to handle her and I don't think I have she she came for advice to uh, another person who is working with her and uh, <laughs> because she didn't know she didn't know what to do with me and we both felt a little bit um, disappointed in in each other I guess me because I thought she didn't get me and she didn't get she didn't give me what I came there for even though I didn't know what I came there for just and she and she felt powerless because I w wouldn't listen to her to anything she said so it was ju it's just really really funny to see how everything you do reflects your inner state if you're you know if you're angry at yourself you will be angry at others as well so it's there are so many interesting topics that come up out of this but <laughs> 
it will be a four hour long conversation as we usually have. So <laughs> actually I think the highlight that really that relates to our conversation about Envy that if you remember we started with I mean I, I believe that it all comes from ourselves. If we are happy I mean not not happy okay i mean i hate this word i hate the word positivity <laughs> and happy doesn't matter i mean if um if we have a, a kind of inner peace let's <laughs> use yeah. let's use some yoga vocabulary <laughs> inner peace with ourselves at least to some extent we will not compare ourselves with everyone around And we will not end the other lives because we know that there are so many different factors to every life and there are so many different and very important things. And we actually never know what happens to others and what they had to come through to be successful and um, just to be who they are now. And it just essential to keep this in mind and remind ourselves about it the most important thing is is to remind ourselves at those moments when we try to compare ourselves with (laughs) others and we are in a perpetual cycle of envy which i am usually it's my usual state perpetual (laughs) cycle of envy just it's good just to get out of this beautiful cycle and remind ourselves that there is there are different factors, and people are different, and we are all good. <laughs> I finished like a yoga teacher that I'm listening to, <laughs> or a you know, motivational speaker. Yeah, I think we can finish this first conversation. It was a great start. It was a great start. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I I hope my co-host also liked it. I loved it, and yes, I hope uh, it's not. It's the first. I hope it's not the last time it's we do this. Definitely not. The last so time. yes, there are a bunch of different topics left. Never-ending supply of topics. Yeah. So we just <laughs> try to make this very abrupt ending because it will definitely last for it will four hours forever <laughs> it will last forever and i will just ne- i will not be able to listen to it and try to <laughs> make some kind of corrections to the audio it will be impossible so um thank you very much for listening to this episode and if you have something to share with us you can always do so <laughs> and thank you very much one more time from both of us yes thank you and have a great rest of your day